Welcome back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. This is Twanda. And this is Rumel. Hey, Rumel. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you doing? Fantastic as usual. Girl, can I ask you something? Yes, ma'am. What's up? What's up? What? This is trivia. Okay. When did we start this podcast? Oh, my goodness. I think it was October 6th. 2019. Wait, you even know the date? All I knew was the October 2019. So for you, that means we are we've been doing this for three years. Yes. And this is officially our fourth season. Yeah, we're kicking off our fourth season right now with this episode. And we've got some really good things lined up or we're thinking about, you know, we just Mm -hmm. we're we should be able to do this so much better now, right? Because I absolutely that's right. I, We've had experience. Experience. We got it. <laughs> I just love first off, I just love doing it. And I love doing it with you. And so that just makes it all that much more fun getting up every Sunday and recording. <laughs> you know, that's that's what it's about. I just love it. And so you I'm know looking what? forward to it. We're looking forward to doing things together and podcasting about it. So that's something yes. that you can expect to see like movies, y'all. We are going to talk about the um, Woman, Woman King. King. So go ahead and, and look at it because we're going to spoil it, spill all the tea when <laughs> we talk about it. So here's your warning. Go watch it because we're going to talk about it. Uh, we're planning to go to restaurants and spa days together. Yes. And see, you know, COVID was bad in so many different ways in so many different ways. But since we started in 2019, our goal for 2020 was to do these experiences and getting out and sharing this woman time, you know, and Mm -hmm. enjoying um, and trying different things that were new. Right. And then COVID happened. And so we had to pivot. And so, but now that things are opening up, we get to poke, you know, be like, Hey, I see you, you know, in person. (laughs) Yeah. Poke each other in person. So, um, talking about some of our great new topics for season four which kicks off today leads us into our topic today i am excited to introduce to you leanne la dunn a plant-based advocate who created the black girls eat platform to encourage black women and families to go green in order to use food and knowledge to fight diabetes obesity heart disease, and inflammation. Black Girls Eat was created to build a community for the plant-based curious. I have never heard that phrase before. It makes so much sense. It does, doesn't it? I'm like, me, I am plant-based curious. So I was like, that's just so cool. Okay, LA is your homegirl walking through the supermarket with you. She's the friend willing to try new things with you. Through coaching workshops and cooking demonstrations, LA helps black women and families make healthier food choices. She wants everyone to know that choosing mostly plants can actually expand your food vocabulary and that remixing your plate can take you to new and exciting places. Welcome, L.A. We are so happy to have you. Wow, that was just so greatly written. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I love it. But it's all true. Thank you for having me, girls. So great to actually meet you online after following each other on Instagram. This is so true. Thank you so much for having me. 
We are so excited to have you here and to talk about something that is actually been on Twanda and I. We've been talking about going doing plant-based diets for a little while and we keep getting sidetracked. We something happens where we keep on eating meat. I can't say what that's about, but we're ready, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm here yeah. to to walk with you and demystify some things, right? And so spending some time with me, you'll realize like, I don't like words like diet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm here to live it. I'm here to blow up the spot. Right. Okay. I want to go, right. Yes. I think that one of the challenges to, to plant-based nutrition and making healthier food choices is all the marketing and vocabulary that's swirling around. Mm-hmm. Right. So there are people who are plant focused and they still have salmon and crab cakes. Right. There are people who are saying, I would like to eat mostly whole foods, which are foods that haven't been manipulated. Like if you Mm -hmm. bake a yam and then you eat the yam. Right. Nobody put it through a machine and did anything. So, you know, for me, it's a personal choice. Uh, People who are vegan. Now, that is the big holy grail. Right. People Mm -hmm. who are vegan, they never eat anything that ever had a parent or face. Mm -hmm. Okay. so when people say to me. I want to be a vegan. I said, oh, okay. Well, that is a whole choice, right? And that, and some people are like, it's on the plate, it's in the jacket, it's in the pocketbook. Like you vegan, like we're not rocking leather boots. <laughs> we're doing vegan jewelry. Like it's a whole movement, whole right, right? right? But Black girls eat, you know, I'll just say, I didn't know what plant-based nutrition was. I'm from the Bronx. My family's from the South, all around Richmond, all around Georgia. You know, my husband's family is from Barbados, a lot of Caribbean folks. Um, And so we have plants on our plate, of course, but I didn't know what plant-based nutrition was. You know, it Mm -hmm. sounded like something really serious and intense and for people who like have access to whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, but I started um, because I wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. And like for a whole year, I just wasn't feeling well. And I really, you know, I mean, like aches and pains in your fingers and your ankles, my whole spine mm-hmm. at one point just felt like a twisted pretzel. Right. Mm-hmm. And of course, go to the doctor and they're kind of like, eh, we don't see anything. And, uh, you know, here's some Tylenol, you know, like, what? And so mm-hmm. finally I went to look for an African-American doctor, mm-hmm. female doctor. Mm-hmm. I felt like maybe if I could find someone who looks like me, who, you know, she might be able to really identify what I'm talking about and maybe know something else. And so I met a rheumatologist because Mm -hmm. I was thinking maybe it's lupus, maybe it's, Uh, you know, mm -hmm. RA. And so I went to a rheumatologist, Dr. Maggie Cadet here in New York City. And she gave me, first of all, she listened. And that's so important when I think about Black women in health in general, Yeah, Mm -hmm. just getting somebody to listen to you Mm -hmm. um, and to become like a partner with you and like want to want to work with you side by side to solve the problem. Right. right? So Mm -hmm. Maggie was like that. So she was like, okay, she gave me a battery of tests. I mean, she tested for everything. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's great to get all those tests. It's not so great when you wait for the results. because It was like, whoa, (laughs) what what are they going to say? You know, right. Um, So I was all like gung ho for all the tests. But on the day that she came back with the results, like she she saw my anxiety. She was like, you don't have cancer. Uh You don't have. Right. You see all the big ones. Right. Yeah. And she was like, but you have an, an incredible amount of inflammation in your body. Wow. I was, I was like, what is that? And she was like, yeah, what is that? Like, yeah, what is that? Like, it's like this intensity that's happening in your body. And 
she said it's different for different people, you know. And mm-hmm. I was like, inflammation, like arthritis, because I remember, you know, inflammation. Yeah, right. right. So, so your joints are inflamed. There's inflammation in your body. It's like this broad generic term. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. So if my joints are inflamed, what's causing that? Like, what makes your body inflamed? And mm-hmm. she's like, well, sugar. Mm-hmm. You know, for some people, it's dairy, mm-hmm. meat alcohol you know i was like whoa all my favorites huh <laughs> that's what i was saying i was like mm, that's bad <laughs> exactly and so i was like all right so i was taking notes with her and then i just came home and i typed in like fighting inflammation like mm-hmm. what's inflammation and how do you fight it and, and somehow plant-based nutrition came up okay and people like you know um i said for 10 days i'm not gonna do meat or alcohol or dairy let me just take all of those things out. Right. Mm-hmm. And see how I feel. And I think by the fifth day, I really felt better. It was interesting. I don't know what it was, maybe the fifth or sixth day. I remember not being able to go to sleep without like a PM somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Or three glasses of Merlot. I don't know. But it was yeah. just like I was always like, I want to go to sleep. And I want to sleep all night so I don't feel this pain. And I do remember early on, I was able to start sleeping naturally. And it could have be, I stopped the coffee too, right? So the caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just started like, I want to take a class. I took three classes in plant-based nutrition. And I was like, what is this? And they were like, people are focused on vegetables, fruits, and grains. Like that's a big focus. Um, and I was trying to understand, well, you know, when I was younger, the plate always looked like there was rice and then there was some vegetables and it was like room for two pieces of meat, right. you know? And I remember my mom talking about, you know, you got to get your protein, right. Uh, right? The protein was from the meat. And when I was mm-hmm. taking classes, that's when I realized you can get protein from fruits and vegetables too, which mm-hmm. I, I didn't know. It just wasn't a part of my world. And so I started uh, learning about fruits and vegetables and grains that never, never were on my grocery list, like chickpeas and tofu, and, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, that wasn't part of my, my Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of like zoom right past tofu in the supermarket, you know, I'm not interested. And right. I, you know, I consider myself a really hip New Yorker. I mean, I go to every five-star restaurant you could think of. But when it came to home, I really wasn't that adventurous. Um, mm-hmm. And so figuring out like, oh, so if I don't have meat, what, like, how am I going to get protein? And we were like fried, listen, my house, fried chicken. Come on, you know, come on. like, and we were like, you know, meatloaf Monday, taco Tuesday, beef Wellington Wednesday, you yeah. know, like whatever. <laughs> See, that's where I am. And I am so mm-hmm. fascinated to figure out how you get to this point. Yeah. And so I just stopped, you know, I really did. I was like, once it was 10 days and it was 20 days and it was 30 days. Now I do love me some salmon. So I was like, I don't know about that. I'm going to have to have some salmon. Right. I was just like, Mm -hmm. that's the one thing that I was like, you know, I don't, I don't want to give up and I don't want uh, made up salmon or imitation salmon. Right. I started reading about Mm -hmm. cheeses. You know, I was like, I didn't know like saturated fats, like cheddar cheese is the devil. Like I didn't know I'm a nachos girl. Like I'm a football fan. Football needs nachos. So like, <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. We got to stop you because you are touching on all the things that the I want to talk spots. about. I know. I, we got to go backwards um, and talk about things. Ramal, I'm going to let you go ahead and go first. Oh, I was just going to say, like, you met, you hit two things that are my sore points in terms of thinking about going plant-based, right? 
One of them is imitation foods. Anything. I don't like the idea of eating foods that are imitated. I just think, I don't know. I just rather not eat it. But, and then the other thing is cheese. I mean, can we just talk about cheese that? first? Can we talk about cheese? Because I am team cheese makes it taste better. But Ooh. I recognize that my body probably does better without the dairy. And so I can take out a lot of dairy in my life. But I don't like fake cheese, at least none of that. But I saw a blog on your site talking about pepper jack, and I love pepper jack. So I needed to know, specifically when it comes to cheese, and I know you like cheese too. So how did you switch over? Because this is so important to how I'm going to be successful here in this plant. Like This is really yeah, like, important. Seriously. This it's is so important. Break. So how did you, did you just tell yourself, I can, you know, Dairy cheese is just not good for me. So I am not, I'm just going to pretend that I like it until I like it. I'm going to fake it till I make it. Or do you really like your fake cheese options? Go. No. For three years, I was like, hell no. I don't want to buy fake cheese. I don't care what you make it out of coconut oil, peanut oil. I don't want to buy fake cheese. No. And I'm glad you said something really to Wanda that's so key. And I tell people all the time, you have to be a detective for your own body. If you could eat all the nachos, then knock yourself out. But if you're really honest with yourself and you realize after a night of grilled cheese or, you know, cheddar this or whatever it was, you're not feeling 100 percent, then you got to keep it, keep it 100 and be like, all right, there's something to this cheese thing. Right. Because, right. I, you know, I keep hearing a lot of African-American people are lactose intolerant. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I hear all kinds of things about and I meet people all the time who say I actually don't feel that great after I have a bunch of dairy. Mm-hmm. right and so you just have to like so then what are you doing you're still gonna have the milkshake and the grilled cheese even though you don't feel that great um for me i'm anti-fake food yeah and i realize that the plant-based industry and the alternative meat and dairy industry is growing mm-hmm. and it may grow to a place where i want to engage but i just felt like i'm I, I, black girls eat is almost four years old i feel like i'm so new to the game that I don't want to engage in the imitation, right? So I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. want to have cheddar cheese. Once I realized it was high in saturated fats and I didn't feel really great after having it, I was like, all right, so let me not, right? And I mm-hmm. went to a list and it was like, well, mozzarella and Parmesan cheeses are a little less whatever, right? And so okay. I was just kind of like, okay, let me, you know, let me see what's what. But I did go to the supermarket because I love me some pepper jack cheese. Amen. And I don't know where Pepper Jack falls on the devil good for you list. I don't know. But (laughs) I went to the store and I bought these Pepper Jack slices. And goodness gracious, that on some bread with the spinach and the roasted red peppers was like the best sandwich I had in a long, long time. This was fake. And it was somebody's made with love. I have to find the ingredients, but it was so peppery and spicy and mm-hmm. creamy and it melted. I was like, what is this magic that's happening right here? So, okay. Okay. But I will say that the, you know, the protein base, like sausage patties and burgers and things like that, I will say that they probably can help you get from A to B, okay. but I wouldn't make them a lifestyle just like any other mm-hmm. processed food. Right. Right. Right? It's like I went to a barbecue a few years ago, 4th of July, and they had the plant-based sausages on a roll with the mustard and the onions. And it was bomb. Right. I had that because Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a part of this 4th of July barbecue. 
right? I was like, I don't stand off to the side and just eat the macaroni salad. Like, I was like, listen, <laughs> one of these plant-based sausages, right? And so I always encourage my clients and people in general, like, don't be an exercise in extremes, right? Mm-hmm. You may mm-hmm. say, you know, cheddar cheese is the devil, but once or twice a year, I'm, I'm a, you know, three, four times, whatever it is. But like, I feel like when you limit yourself, it gets even harder. Mm-hmm. just shut it all down it's like I'm not gonna have none of that you know and so in my classes you know learning just about whole foods just you could bake a yam you could slice the onion you could grill mushrooms you could make quinoa brown rice you can make these things right I learned how to roast chickpeas even mm-hmm. roasted vegetables growing up I don't remember my mother ever roasting anything Mm-mm. except meat yeah except for meat like, yeah right? I yep. feel like Vegetables was on a stove and a pan and some water. I, I do not. I don't, know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. But now, like, I have a big tray and I'll have beets and carrots and potatoes and put them mm-hmm. all in the oven at the same time. Yeah. And roast them all, then take them all out and put them in the little containers in the fridge and then I'm good to go. Right. And so roasted vegetables was was a it's so weird. Like, I don't know how that was a new thing for me, but apparently it was. So, yes. No, mm-hmm. I'm not an advocate of, of any imitation things. And I also don't trust a lot of things. Like, I don't know what was happening with my body, but I feel like by limiting things that have a lot of ingredients and chemicals mm-hmm. that I'm helping myself out. Yeah. Right. Make so, it plain. <laughs> right. Make it plain. Mm-hmm. It's funny, right? Because you can get ice cream with 40 ingredients for $4.99. And then the one with the five ingredients is $8. I'm just saying what's happening. Yes. Right. Yes. But, you know, I think, too, when you start taking chemicals out of your diet, um, you can taste them when you actually eat them. And okay, now I'm not I haven't done plant based, but I will tell you an interesting thing about me. I bake. Okay, I bake a lot. I bake from scratch. And so the thing about it is, is once you start doing that, it's hard to eat other baked goods because now you start to taste all the chemicals that are in shelved um, baked baked goods. Absolutely. I agree with you. Well, you know, what's interesting is I started baking as well. Like, and I was like, well, what does that have to do with plant-based nutrition? I think it starts making your brain, like you just start becoming more aware of everything. And so Mm -hmm. it was like, I have a 12 year old. Mm -hmm. She's like, mom, can we have a treat? Mm -hmm. So I've got this, these oatmeal, and this flour and these craisins. And I'm like, we can make cookies with like four or five ingredients, right? It's like not necessarily plant-based, but it's homemade. And it's a part of that awareness around making Mm -hmm. healthier food choices. Right. I like this. And so, and I feel good about it because I did it with her, right? Mm -hmm. And we know exactly what was in the bowl. You know, Mm -hmm. it's the same thing for our our smoothies or our frozen things, you know, we'll, we'll get the blender and we'll get the frozen mangoes and a little agave and, you know, and now she's got a sorbet like, Whoa. And so, yeah, I definitely would credit uh, exploring plant-based nutrition with just exploring the way we eat in general Mm -hmm. and, you know, where we can, you know, especially as moms, we always want to, we always want to make sure everyone in the house is good. Mm -hmm. Right. And they look to us. My husband can cook. He will never starve. But I still kind of call the shots in terms of like what's in the fridge, what's in the pantry, right? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. we move the way we move. And so, yeah, I definitely think that baking 
is a major area where you could just take control, right? Mm -hmm. You can Mm -hmm. control the sugar content. You control, we can bake. It doesn't have to have a, you know, two cups of sugar for something Mm -hmm. to become sweet, right? And so all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, like you're adding more plants to your plate and less sugar and salt to your life. Like, oh, we on the, now we on a roll. Mm-hmm. That's my dream. You know, when I entered the food space, it, it's really crowded. There's like millions yes. of people out here talking about food. Yeah. Right. But I still felt like there wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, can I just, I just interrupt you for a second because when I first started following you, I was just like this, you know, this black woman, she's talking about plant nutrition. And as a side note, I was so attracted to your logo, (laughs) which happens to be an avocado with a beautiful Afro and a flower. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I'm curious yeah. Was your daughter part of that logo? I mean, you talked about your daughter. It just made me think about that. <laughs> Let me tell you something. No, it's all me, boo. First of all. <laughs> Don't but, get it twisted. Get it all right? twisted. I got but you. I'll tell you, yes, two pieces of that. But I will tell you how Taryn influenced Black Girls Eat as a brand. Okay. Um, but I will say, so when I first thought of Black Girls Eat, um, I engaged a bunch of designers for a logo and everybody sent me a plate with a fork and a spoon and a knife. When I tell you every single designer, there was a fork, there was a spoon, there was uh, some, some plants on a plate. It was just crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one guy said, can you send me a picture of you? And at the time, I think the picture's on the website, or maybe I just changed it, but I had these curly extensions mm-hmm. in my hair just like the logo. And so I sent him a picture of myself and he sent me back this logo. Mm. And I just was like, oh my God, the curly Afro, the avocado. I was like, oh my God, this is the logo. Like I couldn't believe it. Doesn't the logo have a name? Yes, she is. Right. So as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is Ms. A. Avocado. Right. (laughs) I was like, oh my goodness. And, you know, logos should do that. They should inspire mm-hmm. you, right? And so mm-hmm. I'm like, this is Ms. Avocado. And then we collaborated and now she has legs, right? Because originally she was just the head. Now she has legs. She got an apron on, you know, all kind of cool stuff. And we started talking about, I used to be a third grade teacher. And I was like, oh, I'm going to create this character, Ms. Avocado. She's a third grade teacher. She takes her kids to the farmer's market in the classroom. This is going to be bomb. Um, and so, yes, Ms. Avocado. And I love her too. And thank you so much because- she really, um, every time I see her, I'm inspired and mm. the branding is so clear. And I get that a lot from people. They're like, I get what Black Girls is all about. And I yeah. will tell you, when I was first thinking about the company, this came out of another comedic moment in the Costco's. We could just, <laughs> we could just, comedic moments. So when I first started with plant-based nutrition, I was like, well, if I'm not going to be eating meat, I got to get my protein. And mm-hmm. I was in the supermarket with my husband and I was like, I got to find this quinoa. Babe, they said quinoa has so much protein and it's good for you and you can make burgers out of it and you could do stuff. He was like, babe, I love you, but it's pronounced quinoa. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was trying to figure out what is it like? What is it for quinoa? That's we so laughed so hard. And I said, I'm going to make a company called Black Girls Eat because I can't be the only black girl out here trying to navigate oh. plant-based nutrition and try to learn about all these new food products. And you got to be able to laugh. And so we laughed yeah. about that. And that's how Black Girls Eat was born. Right wow. there in the aisle 
at Costco. Costco. So, How appropriate. That, yeah. <laughs> so I came home and I, you know, I shared it with my daughter who at the time she had to be like seven, seven, eight. She was like, but you know, are all my, my friends going to be able to go to black girls eat? Cause I have a lot of different friends, mom, who are white, who are Indian. And you know, that's such a great question coming from a kid, but it's also a great question for you to be clear about what your brand is. And I was able to mm-hmm. say to her, Yes, the information is helpful to everyone, mm-hmm. but I'm specifically talking to black people. Right. And it's so funny because my followers at Instagram are diverse. It's like everybody from everywhere. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I said to her, you know, I grew up with Ebony Jet in essence and I'm good with that. Yeah. And yeah. that was that. <laughs> so I wanted I wanted to ask you because you started talking about your husband and your daughter. Mm-hmm. How did you get them on board? Because you mm-hmm. talked about how you got started yes. because you had a medical um, mm-hmm. issue. Your daughter's young, you know, they usually you know, come out all nice and healthy and stuff. And, and yeah, how do you get your husband and your, your child on board? Now, I want to know for you and if you have any advice for our listeners, yes. how do we do that? Yes. Whoops. Crack the whip. No, okay. No. That's not going to work. <laughs> So what I first started doing, honestly, was like I would make whatever pork chops or meatloaf or whatever, but I make a bunch of sides. I mean, like Brussels sprouts, carrots, potatoes, all kind of stuff so that I could enjoy everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Make macaroni and cheese, candy yams, collard greens, all that stuff went on the table. And so there'd be so much on the table that really that little ham over there, it really wasn't significant. And I would feel satisfied. So I first Mm -hmm. started with me. And I say this to people, and you might have seen this on Instagram. Sometimes when you want to make a healthier food choice or a transition in the way you're eating, don't tell nobody. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just really got to keep that to yourself. Yeah. Because people will come at you all, you know, in good intentions, but with all of their heebie-jeebies about what they think and what they know. And really all you're saying with plant-based nutrition is I want to get more plants on my plate. Gotcha. Right? I look at my plate and it's filled with nonsense. Right. And so I started out with the sides and then hubby came to me one day and said, maybe two years ago, he was like, I'm good. if we could just keep seafood. I was like, yeah. what? Because my husband was a chickenologist. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh my God. Is that a word? <laughs> It is now. <laughs> right. And along with fake news, and we got fake astrology and chickenology. Listen, university of crazy. All I know is that was his big thing. And I don't even know how to really fry chicken. That's always the funny joke between the two of us. Like, of all the black women in the world that he could marry, I'm not that great at frying chicken. So when I say we're going to do that special thing on your birthday, it's usually I'm frying chicken. <laughs> That's so funny. I was like, I don't know where this is going. I'm not really sure where this it's is going. It's a family show. It's a family show. So, yes. Uh, so that was kind of easy. I do live in a food supportive household. Now, for the young person, you know, she definitely walked in here one day and was like, if I ask her to try something, she'd be like, is this plant-based? Is this vegan? Because everything don't have to be vegan, mom. You know, she's very... She told me she's in love with cheeseburgers. She may break up with them when she's around 14. So (laughs) what happens for her, she pretty much enjoys everything and we just don't limit her. You know, Mm -hmm. she wants to have Taco Tuesdays. She can have Taco Tuesdays, even though I will pour all of the tomatoes and spinach and all as much veggies I could get on that plate, you know, Um, but we don't. But her, her awareness of food is so different than mine as a kid. 
you know, mm-hmm. sure. she also loves to go to fancy restaurants. We never, so advice for moms and families, just mm-hmm. families in general is we never let her order from a children's menu, like ever. Mm-hmm. And this was before Black food. It was before Black We were like, child, please, you're not going to grow up dreaming about chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese. I mean, it's just insane. You know, she knows food. She knows potatoes. She knows vegetables, you know. And so that helped. And I think She's aware of how important it is to have uh, fruits and vegetables in her life. She's a dancer. She's an artist. Mm-hmm. And so we talk a lot about that in reference to how she takes care of her body. Sure. Um, but we don't we don't limit her, but we definitely don't let her have a free for all. Like she would do like, I'm going to have steak eight days a week. We're like, no, you're not. You know, you're not having no damn steak. Right. But um, yeah, so it's in her psyche. Okay. Yeah, and it's really funny when I hear her talking to people like my mom. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you hear it? She's like, yeah, helps families make healthier food choices and da 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 da. So it's in there, which she is a sounds goal, proud too, right? Which is a goal, right? She is proud, right? Even though you know this age, they get a little spicy, but when I hear her talking to her friends, it makes me feel like, oh, she gets it. Um, so yeah. Tell- Tell me how old she is again. She's 12. She just turned 12 September uh, going on 29. Yeah, that's that is definitely the onset of spicy. Yeah, <laughs> you can get an Apple Watch with an Uber thing, she's gonna be gone. She's gonna be like, I want my Uber, my Uber up. Ouch. <laughs> it's like a joy, and then you be exhausted, you know. It's a joy to watch her grow up and um and, you know, black, she definitely inspires black girls. Eat. I think that if young people and young people of color, you know, were exposed to the farmer's market earlier, you know, just having those mm-hmm. conversations about trying different vegetables. I said this somewhere, there's like a thousand vegetables available to us. And I was eating the same five every week. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I would go to farmer's markets and just buy apples. Right. I, you, you know, just it, right. You too. Right. Yeah. It just, yeah. It mind. It's like, what, what is this guy lawn Chinese broccoli? Wait, what is this? So, you know, I have definitely been on a mission to like encourage people to just to try new vegetables. And I get it. Economy is a big deal. My mother sent me to the grocery store as a kid. You better not play around with a change. Yeah. Better get exactly what she asked you to get, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're not here to waste money either. We're not here to just like try new fancy things. A lot of times products that are labeled vegan or plant-based are like way more expensive than traditional things. I mm-hmm. see people... You know, I saw in the supermarket, it said organically grown. It was like 30 cents more than traditional grown. And so I like talking to people about what things you might want to consider to buy organic and stuff you don't need to bother with. Like personally, avocados, I don't I don't buy organic avocados. I feel like that shell is so hard. If something penetrate this shell. <laughs> we all in trouble. Right. But I feel like maybe something as sensitive as strawberries. Like, ooh, yeah, you might yeah. want to get that right you know this mm-hmm. website ewg is it environmental working group they do this clean 15 and dirty something so they have like a list they come out here oh. that'll tell you like which produce has the most uh pesticides and stuff okay. i mean i, I mean you, you're gonna need something everything needs something to grow but right. if you just like be more aware so i like to talk to people about like don't torture yourself shop according to what you can afford Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that's just the bottom line. And if you could get something, you know, um, get a deal at like a farmer's market. I also talk about the CSAs, which are community sustainable agriculture groups, Mm -hmm. which, which, by the way, a black man at was it Alabama A&M created. So basically you pay a fee and once a month you get a basket of fruits and vegetables and sometimes dairy from local farmers. 
And there are ah. CSA groups in every state. Okay. I think right? I've heard of some here too. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. a really cool, low cost kind of way to get new produce. And then you get introduced to things because there'll be stuff in the oh, basket. And you're mm -hmm. like, what do you do with this? Right. Like a right. Taking a note. I didn't know they came in so many colors. I thought they were the little pink things that go on this. You slice them and put them on a salad. And I got a basket of black radishes and white radishes and green radishes. I had no idea. But when you peel all the radishes, they're all white inside, no matter mm -hmm. what color on the outside. Do they taste any different or nope. is it? No, they just happened. Olive oil, salt and pepper and put them in the oven. Everything go in the oven at 350 for like 30 minutes. Let me see what's going on. Well, but, I think there's something magical about when you roast vegetables. Yeah, it's true. They all taste so much better. It's they just do. like, they're delicious. It's true. And then I was like anti-beets. Like, you couldn't get me to eat beets. If yeah, I went to a party, right? I went to like a fancy dinner and they have a little beet salad. But girl, <laughs> I found out. <laughs> you could say, I will not get tired of that. Keep saying it. Never okay, get tired of it. <laughs> continue, continue. Man, you know, I learned that beets are like this amazing superfood that help carry oxygen through your blood and all kind of stuff. And I had to get over beets. So I went to the store. They have purple beets, the traditional ones, but they also have the orange ones, which I never knew about. Mm -hmm. So the golden ones pretty much have the same nutritional value, but they don't taste to me as earthy as the purple ones. Mm -hmm. And so I make a, a golden beet and sweet potato salad. Um, I saw that you had that on your Instagram, I think. Man, right? that was a game changer for me. I could eat okay. that all day. That is okay. just... We're going to write that down, Ramel. That's what we got to do that You one. just roast those golden mm. beets. You roast a sweet potato, cube them up, put them in a bowl, a little mm -hmm. apple cider vinaigrette, some honey, a little whatever. And yeah. that is... And I eat that I'm, I'm, a, I'm ecstatic that you actually mentioned that particular thing because I remember watching you do that and I was like, that almost looked good. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Because you put beets in it and I I'm like X nay with the beets, you it's know, not I'm not anything. doing that. And so for somebody who didn't doesn't enjoy beets, Ooh. at least initially, uh -uh. then it gives me hope that I yes. can find uh, some. You should I make it. Find. Let's make I, it. I, I Mel, let's make it. Let's go. Let's do it this week. Come you on, with Mel. we can Let do me this. tell you, okay. we can't keep that in the fridge. What? That goes. I don't know if it's the apple cider, honey, vinaigrette. I don't know, mm -hmm. but it, but sweet potatoes taste good anyway. Yes. And then the beets are there and they're just like, you know, and it just goes. I cannot keep it in the fridge. So that was one of the first ways I started incorporating more beets into my life. I had no, I, no one had ever told me how incredible they were for your body. Um, wow. And now I, I, I don't look back. And I've done the purple ones too. I'll slice those and roast them and I'll eat those. But I don't enjoy them as much as the golden. And since okay. they pretty much have the same nutritional value, I, I just go with the golden beets. But yes, those this are the kind of things I love to help people. This is I such love, good conversation. I love to help people discover those kinds of things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have questions for you and I just want to sit and listen to you talk the whole time, but then I was going to get upset if I didn't ask you some of these questions. Yes. Yeah. So, but you've covered a lot of them at least a little bit, but I wanted to get to... Um, uh, we're almost in, it's October, we're almost in Thanksgiving and Christmas time. And in my family, there's a lot of eating involved. Yes. And I don't, I, I want to be able to, cause I, we're, I'm starting this plant-based, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to begin my journey. How about that? Yes. Yeah. Um, I want to know how do you handle Thanksgiving? Now you've touched on this some, but I was like, what do you bring to 
the the party like that people would not look at and like oh like Romel would have seen your beats and was like mm, it was almost good right yeah. so, yeah. so I'm what black, do you black. bring I'm really black I'm well, that's why we asked you here to help us about. with this so how do you do how do you I want people to invite me to to dinner you know to the listen, potluck listen. but first of all I put it down in the kitchen before black girls eat let's just start with that but I will say. I bring the collard greens. I bring the candy yams. Mm-hmm. I also bring things like bow tie salad with spinach and mushrooms. You know what I'm saying? It's like good food is good food. I think the mm-hmm. marketing of the vegan lifestyle and the plant-based lifestyle has done a terrible job. You know, when you go to a restaurant and everything looks lovely and then you be like, do you have any vegan options? And it's a blank page. You'd be like, what's going on? Or it's some boring description. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hand wash romaine lettuce with a cherry <laughs> tomato. Like what? Or you go to a wedding and it's like pasta yes. and vegetables and Listen, nothing. It's I just went to, exactly. I just went to my boulet for Sigma Gamma Roll for my sorority in Indianapolis and said, what are the vegan vegetarian options? And it was horrible. And so it's those experiences that I think give, give all of this a bad name. Mm-hmm. The truth is we, we want to eat food that's good. Like my right. friend said to me, I had for breakfast an egg and a bowl of oatmeal. And I was like, is you okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, who does that? Because I had salmon and sliced tomatoes and, you know, with basil and mm-hmm. some Parmesan. Like, what are you doing? Right. So she was like an egg and some oatmeal. It's like, it's, you can't. I, I want to live a full and abundant life. Black girls eat is about living a full and abundant yeah. life using yeah. food and, you know, information as a weapon against mm-hmm. diabetes and heart disease and those kinds of things. But it's not about making your life smaller or harder or more stressful. See, that's so, why I like you so much. That's why I was like, too. I need you to say it, make it plain, hmm. help me figure it out. I was yeah. curious, do you have a go-to meal? Like, you know, a dinner oh, meal, just a go-to. That I'm a snacker. Let me tell you. Okay, talk to I me. I love to snack. So look, I'll be right here. Look at my favorite snack right here. Where is that snack? She is opening up the refrigerator, y'all, right now. Like, you. right now. Here's my corn tortillas. So first of all, when the pandemic hit, there was no tortillas to be found. In the, <laughs> no, no nachos. And I was having a heart attack. And then what was there... Let me show you guys. I don't know <laughs> she is in the refrigerator. Y'all. Moving my stuff around in the fridge. That's the other thing. I used to have the fridge split in half. Like this side is mommy's side and this side is your side. Don't I'm on mommy's side of the fridge. So these oh. tortillas, right? So mm-hmm. while all the bags of tortilla chips were going, there was hundreds of these. And this oh, yes. whole bag was like three dollars and four dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And so I cut all these into triangles and throw them in the oven with some salt, pepper, and garlic and make my own tortilla chips. I did that so, too. That's a big one for me with hummus. I love hummus. I love hummus. to make hummus. I didn't realize it only take one 99 cent can of chickpeas to make a whole bunch of hummus. I had seen it in restaurants, but I never made it at home. Right. And so making hummus with a can of chickpeas, some lemon juice, some olive oil, you do need a little sesame and then you, you know, and that's it. I have my tortillas and my hummus. So that would say that's my goal too and and you know chickpeas are great because they're so filled with fiber mm-hmm. you know you feel full plus they taste really yummy as a hummus um and so 
those are the things that kind of like save my life. I definitely come here. There's always a bag of these in the house. Or if I have make salsa, I love to make salsa, guacamole, and hummus. I think that's my holy grail right there. I make those things, now I'm good to go. In terms of a bigger meal, probably, I mean, I'm always making this honey garlic tofu, which I've been making since the beginning of time. So once I stopped being afraid of tofu... <laughs> <laughs> and decided to let a package into the shopping cart. Um, I found this recipe where you like cut the tofu in cubes and then mm-hmm. you add honey and cilantro and, and other seasonings and garlic and ginger all through the tofu. And that's really dope, especially on a bed of rice. And I try to incorporate greens into every meal, like mm-hmm. spinach. I'll just chop up a cup of spinach. So I'll put the rice, the spinach, the tofu. Whatever I'm having, I always try to just add that because we do need these dark leafy greens. We need those vitamins. And people say to me, but how do you get greens in every meal? You know, you have to do it, right? You can saute some greens Mm -hmm. for your breakfast meal. You could chop them into something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, again, about awareness and habit. So now, like, I'll have something and I'll be like, oh, I didn't add any greens. And I'll just, like, run back and try to put some greens. So I would definitely say go to the website and try the honey garlic tofu. Okay. On a better rice. And I also discovered I used to eat white rice and I got to brown rice. Now I'm at black rice, pink rice, yellow. It's all kind of right. Trying different grains. You know, when you explore other cultures, that's something I I love to talk to people about. I learned about this grain, Fonio, Mm -hmm. F-O-N-I-O. It's probably the oldest grain civilization knows, right? I learned about this grain and it cooks in five minutes. Whoa, right? Yeah, but how does it taste? Don't tell me how short it tastes. Well, uh-huh. I had it with some red peppers and some curry, like like the way you cook, right? Salt, pepper, paprika, whatever you're doing, right? So it's just like, whoa, right? It's just like, you're not supposed to make the food and then just eat a bowl. Would you eat a bowl of brown rice just as it is? Like, well, I want some lime and some cilantro and some garlic. Like the flavor, that's our culture. That's who we are. I don't know why we throw our culture out the window when we try to make healthier food choices. Like we have to bring our whole self to the food. Girl, you're putting this stuff. down. I feel like I need to um to to take we need to take up an offering or something like that. <laughs> it's like this was this is this is good. You know, we just trying to I'm just trying to give an alternative perspective, you know, mm-hmm. to the food conversation. Um I remember I, before COVID, I did a workshop with this woman and she was like, uh-uh, I don't eat no carrots. I said, okay. I said, well, have you tried them roasted, roasted, boiled, smashed? I don't want no carrots. I said, okay, you ain't got to eat carrots. I'm good. You know, like people be coming, you know. Uh, another lady was like, my husband's not going for no plant-based nothing. You know, this is ridiculous. I don't even know why I'm in this workshop because my husband, I'm not going to be cooking for him, cooking for my son, cooking for me, you know. And I was like, well, child, I already got one husband to manage. So I'm going to let you manage your husband. I'm going to be here. You know, I'm not taking on none of that. You know, um, there are clients I've had that they have to make separate meals. And I'm like, don't make separate meals. Just cook everything for everybody. And you pull out the parts that you want and need. Mm -hmm. I think that's much easier than trying to make you know, chicken nuggets and broccoli for the four-year-old and then make the pork chop with the mashed potato for the husband. And then you over here trying to make some tofu. It's like, hold on a second, you know, let's, let's get some balance. But as black women, you know, we, we have a lot of balls in the air, man, you know, trying to, you can't do it all. You know, you can't raise your kids, save a million dollars, pay down debt, raise your credit card, credit score, you know, lose a lot. Yes, yeah. I mean it's just it's it's we gotta pick a lane, man. It's exhausting. So Romel and I are in this special place because uh we have more I all of my kids are adults 
Jamel has one more in the house, um, uh, you know, one more who's not not grown up yet, but she's open to these um, options as well. So we're in a better place that we can start doing this. And that's why I think we're looking at it. It's just my husband and I, so we can change our diet any way we want and just see what happens. And and so we're in this, we are in this with you. This is the perfect timing because Ramel and I were talking specifically about Let's change it up. Let's add more vegetables. Let's see how how plant based we yeah. can get. We're gonna yeah. we're talking about getting into smoothies too. You know, oh, and, and you, yeah. Well, but, you know, you want to go. Oh, we said we want to go from plant curious to plant focused, right? It's like you're curious about it, but now you really want to like have a. No, focus no actually, I'm just curious. Yeah, you're just I, haven't, curious. I haven't I haven't gotten to the focus yet. I'm, I'm that's where I aspire to be. Don't Listen, I'm, I'm you're serious. In the right state. Take yourself to the farmer's market. <laughs> I go can. on to that market and go challenge yourself, you and your husband, to buy a, 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 a vegetable or a piece of produce that you never bought in your and I'm life. And roast it and yes. eat it. That's what we're yes. going to do. Unless it's peaches. I mean, roasted peaches might be it good, too. It probably would be good. That I think good. everything. Ramel, I can't hear you because you on mute. I know you're trying to talk. Oh, my gosh. I've been talking this whole time. <laughs> no, What's going no, on? Haven't. How did that happen? <laughs> what? Okay. Well, let me, I mean, because I'm okay. You said something to me, and it's just, it came back to my brain about bringing greens to Thanksgiving. I'm so sorry. I came, I'm coming back. Mm -hmm. But greens, I think, ham hocks. Oh yeah, smoked no. turkey, and I and I know you don't do that, but what is your secret to make everybody else think yeah. that they're eating that? Well, first of all, the greens got to be tender. You know, mm-hmm. we got some onion in there. We got some garlic. We got some cayenne. A little bit of sugar. You got to, you know, the you flavor. Zhuzh. Just little zhuzh, the little vinegar. You know, we know how it's supposed to taste. And once mm-hmm. you get those flavors in there, like ain't nobody mad. And when that's on the side of the roasted potatoes, we're on mm-hmm. the side of the baked macaroni and cheese. Like I make baked macaroni and cheese all the time, the mm-hmm. traditional way, even if I'm not having none. Mm-hmm. Right. I think the the idea of inviting people to your home and torturing them is just horrible. Like no, that, I think that, that is bad. That. That, nobody wants to do that. No one do that. But I've had you know spreads that people want to eat everything Mexican street corn you know whatever they're like oh my god they want to eat the pasta salads they want because I'm very creative and I do know how to make things you know I never considered myself a um a home cook but and I said this before. If it's not burned or salty, you probably did all right, right? It's just give yourself a break. That's a part of the culture too. Like, woo, I'm the cook. You know, that's like, that's not. You that's did not say what... you throw it down in the kitchen. I was, I, was, I took note of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, I so do. So don't, I have don't to try to step back on that. I heard you. You know, at this stage, I feel confident about it. But when I was younger, listen, I told people before, they say, what you, when I meet a guy, he go, what you make? I said, I make reservations. What you doing? Now <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Oh my God, that's so me. That is but, you know, wonderful. I, I feel confident now about it, you know, and I've had enough feedback from people who are like, oh, my God, L.A., that was so good. You know, whatever. I've made vegetable lasagnas, you know, with so there's no meat in it. But all the flavors taste great. Right. Mm-hmm. There may be spinach. There may be zucchini, you know, whatever. But the pasta tastes great. The sauce is good. You know, everything is good. And again, I think it's important when you're promoting making healthier food choices that you also promote that it has to be, it has to taste good and it has to be not just good for you, but it has to taste good. And I feel like just so much of what's supposed to be good for you just really sucks. And I I really, 
<laughs> I see it in your face where you're like, I think I'm going to do plant-based, you know, the same thing you mentioned smoothies. It's like, okay, smoothies are cool, but I don't want you to drink your life away. I want you to enjoy your breakfast with your husband. I want you there to you make, make some fried polenta. You know, that's on the website too. I didn't know polenta was just yellow grits for years. I was like, what is polenta? <laughs> I've had grits my whole life, you know? <laughs> right. Right. They're like, no, but in Italy, it's yellow and it's called polenta. Woo! <laughs> no. I, I didn't think anybody from New York had had grits their whole life. So I'm like, really? What? Come on now. I, most to. of y'all don't know nothing about grits. What? Okay, we, that's a whole nother conversation. That's true. I, we're not going to get into that because I, I wanted to, and Ramel, unless you had another question, I was just going to ask her about uh, anything she has coming up or anything? Is there something you wanted to ask first, Ramel? I no, I'm good. <laughs> okay, okay, that was a yes, but I realized we're out of time. Face, did you say I, I saw that old face? Like, I, heard, she I just, like, she okay. just has all the things, and she I just want to sit there and shake all the stuff out of her. So, and she's lots of fun to talk to. Can you be my friend? <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. I know for real. Absolutely, everybody. Look, I got all kind of play cousins on this here situation. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I know we're out of time, but I will say this. You know, I created this five-day email class called Introduction to Plant-Based Nutrition, specifically to help people go from plant-curious to plant-focused. So in five days, you start to understand, really, what is organic? What is it not? How do I get protein if I'm not eating meat? And it's just something that you do maybe uh, every morning you get an email. It may take an hour. I will tell you the first thing on day one is to empty out your refrigerator. That My husband's downstairs time. doing that right now. <laughs> because How did you get him to do that? Okay, I'm sorry. Cool. Go ahead. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Well, you should go You should go to the site because we have a refrigerator assessment on there. You download it. You can write okay. down what's in your fridge. Because I'm every getting fridge, an F. <laughs> every fridge tells a story. It'll tell you what's missing and what's in there, right? If you got okay. eight packages from Outback and, the, you know, all the little stuff you got in the corners, you know, uh, if there is no produce, like it's a whole chart that says, tell me what produce is there, what vegetables are there, what's, what's, what, and you'll see what's missing. And so the, the first step, and, and there's, an, there's a blog post about that too on the site, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The, starting a plant-based nutrition lifestyle, I would say empty the refrigerator and okay. categorize things, right? And look at what you have. That would be the first place to go. And so I encourage everybody to take the class. It's not even cost prohibitive. And then just follow me on uh, Instagram at Black Girls Eat because I'm making a bunch of new recipes for the fall. And I'm, I am working on some things like I spoke to you guys before we started recording, but we're going to hold off on those things for now. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe I can come back and share. Yes. I was just about to yes. say, come back. And I'm glad it was her idea, though. I'm it know, was her right? idea. <laughs> And we got it recorded, Absolutely. so we know she said it. Absolutely. So, yeah, and as you said, the holidays are coming up. So I'm mm -hmm. hoping to share more ways for you to navigate plant-based nutrition while keeping yourself and your families happy, um, you know, help you with, your, you know, maintaining your confidence. A lot of times people are just, you know, not getting the support they really need. And I just want to encourage everyone to just really be honest about how you're feeling. You know, diabetes heart disease, high blood pressure, like black people, we are number one on the list all the time. All the time. And it's been proven that you can reverse some of these things by making different food choices, depending on where you are. And so I would just encourage everyone to just really be honest and let's really try to like live the best life we can live out here and understanding what our limitations are. But that's why you have people like me, 
That's right. That's right. right. I feel so happy that you joined us today. Um, I do want to ask you this. What is your superpower? Now, I feel like I already know your superpower because you just you just displayed it for us. But I don't know if that's what you would say your superpower is. So what is your superpower? I mean, it varies depending on the week. But I would say I have a couple. But the one that's been showing up a lot lately has been this ability to just make things simple. Mm-hmm. How to like uncomplicate a very complicated world. And when it comes to food, I think it can just be overwhelmingly complicated. People count, I don't even count calories. So let me just put that out there, right? Mm-hmm. People are counting calories and macros and all these different things. I think what I bring to the table is just the ability, like you said, to make it plain. What to make she it brings plain. to the table. She makes it plain. I just <laughs> see how you worked that in, girl. I see that. I see you. She's masterful, masterful. in this. Yes, yes. Oh my goodness. LA done. L.A. done. Oh, girl, you You did that. Thank Thank you. you. God bless you, Queens. I'm so happy. New play cousins from North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so tell us one more time. Where can people find you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Please visit BlackGirlsEat.com for recipes and ideas for launching your plant-based lifestyle. And of course, you can follow me at BlackGirlsEat on Instagram. That's the main platform you can find me at. I'm also on Twitter and Facebook. Apologies to all the Twitter and Facebook people because I'm hardly there. But I'm always on Instagram. (laughs) Okay. At Black Girls yes and she's fabulous on instagram <laughs> love it so but thank you la for coming and visiting us and honestly i'm already plotting when we're gonna have you back yeah. because today was amazing and i think we just hit the tip of the iceberg and i think there's so much more that we can delve into and so i look forward to that next yes. meeting absolutely i see us doing this for a while and then wanting to come back with our experience and maybe some tips from you about you know oh, how, yeah. how it's gone. So I would love to do because Ramel, we're all about experiences this season. We're this gonna season, do stuff together and talk about it. So that's yeah. right. And when y'all come to New York, now I'm gonna drag you around the boroughs. And- that's fine. We're yeah. I, I have recorded you saying that, so this yes. is gonna happen now. Okay. Yes, because we're play cousins now, so you have to take us out. That's yeah. how it goes. Okay. Well, this is a deal. All right. All right. Well, we just want to thank all our listeners for coming by once again and sitting down and playing with us for a little bit because this felt fun, right? This felt like play. So we want to thank you for coming by. And until next time, peace peace and and blessings. blessings. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Girl Podcast. That's Girl with three R's. And if you want to participate in our segment, Ask Your Girlfriends, email us at girlpodcast at gmail.com. That's Girl with three R's. (laughs) So until next time, peace Peace and and blessings. blessings.